Right. How you doing? It's Dave Scholler on Telling It Like It Is. Across the screen there, I got uh, Dan Kelly, former Kings Park alum, 2014. How you doing there, Dan? Doing good. I'm doing good. I'm now a uh, recurring guest on Telling yes. Like It Is, right? I was going to be back <laughs> for my second time. So I was like, uh, I got your text to do a, a quick mid-season recap and, sure. uh, you know, jump right on, ready to roll. You got that Yankee hat on. I got my long struggling ace hat on right now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we got that going. It's my new hat. I got this on Amazon a couple of weeks ago. You're now that, uh, now that we're 61 and 25, I'm buying a little extra merchandise this year. Oh, sure. Flaunted around the city a little bit more. Sure. Now, now how was Fenway this weekend? It was great. It was honestly a really, really nice ballpark. Um, the game we went to was the Saturday night game, which obviously was tough. They lost. They, we lost in extras. Um, but I mean, it was a great game, like back and forth. Uh, again, the atmosphere was electric. Red Sox fans were, weren't too harsh on us. Got like eight guys in there wearing all Yankees gear. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes that, that can get a little dicey, but they were, they were good. We had, we had some good fun. So yeah, it was, it was a good trip. Well, now can you see the, uh, standings on your screen there, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at them. Yeah. So, uh, 61 and 25, like you mentioned, that's a 709 clip. Yep. Uh, usually the goal in baseball as a baseball historian uh, is only to play 600, but you're playing 709, which is absurd. Yeah. Uh, the run differential is 177, which is off the chart. The road records even more impressive though. 27 and 16 on the road is, um, is really rough. So um, did you ever think you'd be 61 and 25 at this point? You know, I'd be lying to you if I told you it'd be uh, yeah, the 709 clip. You know, I, th I felt good going into the year. Obviously, I thought, you know, the division would be tight between really the Yanks and Toronto, which you can see here that it's crazy Toronto's falling off. I think then your, your A's beat them up a little bit, two right? Two out of three. We took yeah. them two out of three. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Chapman still can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obviously an unreal start, when, especially when I'm watching, you know, Yankee games night in, night out they put up some ridiculous stats on TV when you compare this start to, you know, obviously the Yankees have a really storied franchise and they're putting up numbers like, Hey, this, you know, at some point pacing for the best team of all time in Yankees history across baseball, right? I think what was the Mariners one sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as of Friday night, they were on pace for one seventy. Now I think it's one fourteen. they're on pace for, but either way, I mean, they compare, there's some crazy stats out there again, the run differential is insane. Uh, it's been, you know, a dream start to the year. And I still, I know we'll talk about this. There's a lot of areas that they can improve, which is the scary part, yeah. right? Now, as a uh, person who is a, a big member, a memory of that uh, Mariners team and that won 116 games, I have to say, I was not shocked that they did not win at all. I saw them 19 times that year as an A's fan because the A's won the wild card that year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Yankees beat the A's and that G with the Jeter flip series, and then they yep. beat the Mariners. But that Mariner team really overachieved. They weren't mm -hmm. as good as the Yankees. I knew it all year. I was not worried about that Mariner team. That was Ichiro's rookie year. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first night of the season we played them, and Ichiro threw out Terrence Long on a throw from right field to third base. I was like, oh, boy, this guy's amazing. Yeah. But that team overachieved. Um, that team did not have the near power the Yankees had. They didn't have the pitching the Yankees had. They just had a year where everything went right. And I kept saying, and the Yankees beat them four to one in the series. I mean, it just killed yeah. me. And, uh, you, you know, so, which brings me to uh, one of my, one of my talking points here uh, tonight is, is having this kind of record make it extra pressure when October rolls around. Yeah. It's funny you say that. It makes me think of, I think it was like the 96 bulls. They had the expression like, uh, you know, no ring don't mean a thing or something like that. It doesn't mean a thing about the ring. Right. Yeah. 
right. which I think that's certainly true. Whenever you have a great season like this, obviously you need to cap it off with the championship. Sure. And I would say that, I mean, again, I'm not in the clubhouse, but I would think that the, this doesn't add too much added pressure to the Yanks because that's basically our motto every single year, right? right. Like that's, and you were talking about the crazy fan base, like it's always championship or bust, right? We sure. go to game seven, the ALCS, and it's, it's nothing. It can, you know, a lot of fan bases would sign up for that, would love that run. And so we always have that pressure of, hey, it's got to be, it's got to be a championship season or that's a failure, right? So, I mean, I think that, especially, I mean, what, what I've noticed too, which has been really fun to watch with this team is just the overall chemistry. Like you got some, you got some glue guys in there with Judge and Rizzo and it seems like they keep it pretty light and they just focus. That's all they say, Every, Aaron Boone as well. You know, it's just day in, day out. They're kind of just focused on, okay, I hope we play the Reds tomorrow at seven. That's all we're focused on, one game at a time. So I'm not really concerned with that at all. I'm more concerned with a couple other things with roster construction right now, which I think has to be addressed at the deadline. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't think that the pressure would be something that would be, you know, something that, that would hinder the Yankees in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the other part of that is I you know, have a lot of Yankee fans that work in the faculty room and just listening to the fan all the time. I just feel like – if you ever lost game one of the first series you had, I think fans would be jumping off the bridge. It's like, I, th- you know, you're an athlete and you competed yeah. at a good level. So for you, like, I think you understand it, but like for a person who really is just a fantasy sports, never competed a day in their life, doesn't understand that. Like if you go in with only a championship or it's disappointing to me, that's like totally unrealistic because, Hey, if you're the, if you're, if you're a team, like, if the Yanks go in and they blow a six run lead in game seven of the world series in an eighth inning. Yeah. Then you could say that was disappointing, but yeah. anytime you get deep into a playoff run, uh, that's a hell of a year because you know how much of a crapshoot baseball is. It's yeah. not like the NBA. And uh, so I just feel like October, I think like, you know, a solid fan like yourself, you know, you could lose one game. Whereas I yeah. think a person who's never competed is going to be like, I mean, today I didn't hear any bad Yankee calls about losing two out of three to the Sox because I haven't seen a bit deficit this big in the American League East since 1978, which was flipped upside down. And then the Yankees came back and won. Yeah. But these guys aren't catching you. Your team is too strong. Uh, this, this is, there is, I would say this is zero chance that anybody comes near catching you. And that yeah. goes for the best record too. Because if you go by the best record, you're still, let's see, you're two and a half. Four and a half up on the four games in the in the loss column from Houston, which is which makes me nervous. I think that's why the the foot needs to stay on the gas because one and to your point, right? Especially I mean in any sport, but especially in baseball, one game, you know, anything happens, right? So that's why it's been really stressful the last most of the years. The Yankees have been getting into the wild card. Sure. And you got that one game elimination again. You don't want that. So that's why I mean again, Yankee fans are, are super pumped that we have this lead in the division. But sure. also, with that being said, is that the major threat is is the Astros. The, the AL runs through the Astros until further notice, right? I think they've been in the ALCS every sure. year since 2017. So yeah, I've, are, I've seen enough of them in my life. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, although that the Yankees are ahead of them in the standings right now, it's still, until you beat them, you know, that's, that's the team to beat in the AL, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we've had some heartbreaking losses where 2017, we lost game seven of the ALCS at Houston. Sure. And 2019, game six ALCS at Houston. Yeah. So, and we always said those series, especially 2017, Astros won all four of their home games. Yankees won yeah. all three of theirs. Yep. So we need to be able to make sure we, we can lock down the one seed. And if sure. we do have that ALCS against Houston, game six and seven, 
is in the Bronx and sure. you know, I'm out there in the bleachers and we're letting it, you know, we're, we're getting after it out there. So yeah, I'd say it's going to be big. Well, the, the playoff format, as we know this year, we got six teams in. So we get, um, I think there's uh, two teams get a buy. Obviously yep. you and the Astros are going to get that buy because the, yep. the Red Sox are at 547. So I guess one division winner still has to play in that first round. Um, I think that's the format. I'm not sure. Yes, that, that, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, best best out of three for a division winner, and that's going to be Minnesota because that division's trash. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, what the amazing thing is, I, I know we should never say this on a Yankee uh, talk, but the Orioles have really surprised me that they're only one game under five hundred. Yeah, this division's crazy. You know, yeah, that's now supposed to be. We all knew there was the big four in this division, and then everyone was supposed to beat up on the Orioles. Right. But you look at it here. I mean, the Orioles are right in the thick of it. All of a sudden, I think they won each straight. Yeah, and the funny thing is that you know, like if you if you look at it, four teams have the playoffs started today. It'd be from the East, which is a yeah. never, which is amazing. Um, so that's very exciting. Obviously, it could never have been done before because they never had six. But yeah. I tell you that best out of three format. But I will say this though, um, as a as an American League fan, I watch every night. I think that Toronto, Tampa, or Boston are all capable of winning. I mean, of course, the Yankees and the Astros are the favorite. Yeah, and Minnesota, I even believe has the capabilities. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think anybody else does. I don't think the Indians are going to rise. I'm, I'm very disappointed in the White Sox. Me too. I think they could get hot if they get Sleepy Tony out of there. <laughs> um, and I think that Detroit Tigers, who spent some money, been very disappointing. You get Carlos mm-hmm. Correa and you suck. Um, and then the Angels, holy crap, nine game, eleven games under 500, which you know Otani and Trout and. Yeah, you fired Joe Madden, and you know that that wasn't it. You know, players got to hit and pitch him, and um, you know, just didn't get Rendon. They got they got some good players over there. I, I watch them all the time, and I say to myself, I just don't get it. You know, and, and here they are. You know, the A's are having a horrible. You win nine games behind them, and for what money? You know, so for me, you know, I think that there's a there's a live six teams in the AL. I think the AL playoffs will be very hard this year. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you have to be really really excited. Let's just look at some of the Yanks. Uh, numbers individually here um sure. if you go down the line aaron judge obviously mvp talk right now obviously 30 homers 65 rbis up on the screen there uh just having a great year and the best thing about aaron judge right now for me is the batting average you know, 283 um it's, it's just off the chart 971 ops and rizzo who i've always loved is such a pro yeah. no one even talks about this freaking guy 22 <laughs> homers 54 ribbies he's been great he's, he's been, been great. a real nice because i mean when we when the Yankees re-signed him, you know, I think everyone was like, missed out on Freeman, which people were they were clamoring for. And Rizzo kind of went under the radar that we brought him back. And, you know, you're expecting from Rizzo maybe on a, a really good year, 800 OPS at this point of his career, 800 OPS, good defense. The yeah. fact that he, he's hit 22 bombs already is yeah. insane. And, again, clubhouse guy, the defense is really much improved. Oh, yeah. A lot of that is attributed, um, attributed to Rizzo. Because he's he's the ultimate eraser over there at first, right? You have a good first baseman. Sure. I bounce the throw, you know, he, he's picking that up. And so the confidence you have in him over there. And again, he so it's funny. One of my friends from work is a is a big Angels fan. Sure. And he said to me, he's like, I cannot believe Anthony Rizzo's batting 226, right? Yeah. And again, one, I look at OPS as the main right. trick, but two, he's the best. That's the best 226 you'll ever see yep. <laughs> out of a out of a baseball player because those those hits. The 23% of the time he's getting a base knock, it's with runners in scoring position, two outs. It's a big spot. Yep. Runner on third, one out. He's choking up on the bat. He's battling, and he's hitting a sack fly. Yep. So I don't care that he's batting 226 because it's the best 226 you ever see. Yeah. Or if you look at some of the other guys on this team where they have a much more empty uh, batting average. Sure. Right? You get those yeah. hits from rub nine, nothing. 
Uh, yeah. So I think that's something to definitely consider. I think that's something that goes under the radar and is underappreciated. I guess people who watch Rizzo every day appreciate it, but if you're not watching him every day, you don't see. You see two twenty six. You go, oh, he's not. He's no, he's not a great hitter. No, he's having a good year. And the thing he's about him too year. is that I think it's underrated for New York specifically. Only New York is that he dealt with playing in Chicago, and he dealt with all the pressure trying to win a title for a city that hadn't won one in a hundred years, pretty much. So yep. I think for him, so like for him, he's he's perfect for this fit. Whereas Olson's a quiet guy, Freeman's a quiet guy. I mean, maybe they wouldn't have done as well in New York. So Rizzo's yeah. fit right in. It's it's good to see DJ back. I'm still waiting for that batting average for him to go up. Yeah, but he's back on pace. Uh, Glaber's having a really good bounce back year. Really happy about that. I still think his upside's even better. Uh, I told everybody in the fans who were calling in and wanted to kill uh, IKF. I told you he was good. This guy's a good player. He tortured us for years. Uh, just a very steady player. Uh, Giancarlo's been solid again, 22 and 56, 831 OPS. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's getting crazy. And even, even Hicks has started to, uh, you know, make some contributions. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that. Though. I, I do have to push back on the IKF piece. Right. That's actually someone that I I thought when they brought him over, I liked the move. Sure. Uh, the The problem with him has been, you know, he came over, and what we were looking for is really a stopgap shortstop that's going to have, yeah. you know, a Gold Glove Cal. So you want a Gold Glove a third for the Rangers, right? right. And we brought him over. And the defense actually hasn't been there. He has 10 errors, which right. uh, he's tied for fourth in yep. MLB. And he has a lot of other plays that are questionable where I'm thinking, hey, whoever's scoring <laughs> the game up there is like related to, to Isaiah kind of for somehow because like yeah. that should be an error. And he'll tell you he should make that play and yep. then give the guy a hit. So like, yeah. you know, I'm fine. So like, if you look at his slash lines here, like, okay, he hits 267. He's got a 631. Like that's, that's the problem with him. He doesn't have a home run yet. Like he doesn't right. slug at all. Right. No, so his OPS is going to be low. Yeah, he just he'll slap a couple singles, which I'm fine with, and he has speed. So like, I'm that that's a good play. That's a winning player for us if he's batting ninth, slapping right. a couple singles, and playing all world defense. Right. But the defense isn't there. Like when a ball gets hit to short, we all hold our breath, which yeah. you wouldn't think was supposed to be a glove for a shortstop. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So we have a we have a kid in the minors, um, Oswald Peraza, who's the number two prospect in the Yankee system. He's I think he's ranked in across baseball like ten or eleven. Um, and he's supposed to be a really good glove, really fast, and he's been he's been raking in AAA. So I'm yeah. thinking at some point, and also I can't just have options to go down. I don't think they would do that, but sure. I I will, I'm at the point where I want to see a flyer on sure. somebody else. You know, there's no one really on the trade that I was looking at some targets. I saw like Elvis Andrews would be someone that maybe teams would be trading for, but you're not getting a big lift there. No, he's really good with the glove, though. Very good. Yeah. I mean, I like like you said before, but he's been good for us. I mean, unfortunately, he's not the 280 hitter that used to torture us every year. Yeah. But he's become he's had last year he got off such a bad start and then he finished hot. And I know it only wound up with like 230, but he's very good with the glove. He's a good, good clubhouse guy. He's on, he's on the youngest team in baseball. He's a good leader. Uh, but I, I think that, um, you know, I don't know why they never stuck with the the kid you had up last year, Italian kid from the Bronx. That kid was awesome. What was his Squid, name? Yeah, Andrew Vlaskis. He's, yeah, he's on the Angels. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So the IKF was supposed to be a better version of him because Squid was all world defensively fast. Sure. He just couldn't even bat his body weight. He was batting like, you know, 180, right? Sure. So we're saying, okay, we're going to get essentially that same glove, but a guy in IKF that's going to hit 285 – if you're not hitting any home runs, you're not walking, which he does. He doesn't see any pitches. He just goes, he swings. You That's know, he, the problem. His on base is really low. On base is it's, really low uh, again. So he's 317. Yeah. So like if you're not doing, if you're not hitting for power, you're not walking, you're not playing good defense. Okay. And like that 267, it's not, 
It's not good. Yeah, he needs to take more pitches too. I mean, yeah. because he is his OPS will never be good. So for a single hitter, I always look at OPS. I say, well, for me, for a single hitter, it's more about on base, and he's not doing that well. Right. He's not. He does not. He does not walk. He doesn't get to. He doesn't get to a third. He doesn't see enough pitches to even walk. He's swinging. Yeah. He he's swinging by the second or third pitch every time, and he's pretty much hit the decently hard ground ball at the shortstop, and that's basically it. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I'd be fine with that if he's playing unbelievable defense. The thing sure. with him is so bizarre. Like you flip on a game, you say, wow, this guy's an amazing glove because against the Red Sox, the game I was at, he's making diving plays. All over. He yeah. makes the hard, he's one of those guys, hard plays. He doesn't have to think about it. He makes them on instinct. Sure. But if you hit just a, a routine ground ball and he has time to think about it, there's gotta be a confidence issue there or something. Cause you'll see, he kind of double hitches with the glove. And it, it's just, it doesn't, he doesn't look natural over there, which is just bizarre sure. when you're sure. supposed to be your glove for a shortstop. Right. Sure. Uh, so that's where I get, I, I don't know what the solution is. I hope to, I want to take a look at Peraza. Sure. I don't, I don't know if Cashman has the guts to do it. Cause like, you know, <laughs> it's especially, you know, you're rolling the dice on a, on a rookie then and a, sure. in a championship year, but he might be a spark guy too. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm round baseball right now, the rookies have provided sparks. Look at the Braves. I mean, yeah. look at the Astros. I mean, these teams are doing well with rookie shortstops. Um, the funny thing is, Josh Donaldson, my boy there, I love him. He's done well. Yeah. Um, Joey Gallo, the fans just want to kill him. I don't even want to talk about Joey Gallo. Uh, oh, he's brutal. <laughs> but I have to say, Trevino is very underrated. Uh, seven yep. homers, hitting 261 for a catcher. Yep. Uh, that's pretty solid. I mean, uh, and I, I love, uh, you know, Higgy. I always loved him defensively. But one thing I wanted to bring up here, two things actually. Yeah. Is, uh, I think the subtraction of Sanchez is just giving this team like a lift because I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, all the practices you're after. You have a guy who's like, has that dog mentality, not the good dog, like the lazy dog mentality. <laughs> it brings down a whole practice. It can bring down a whole game. Yep. And it's just this malaise. And as a coach for 33 years, you can, you can feel when that happens. And I've had, one or two teams in my life where you're fighting that. And you can usually trace it back to one or two guys. I swear to God, this team just feels more up in the absence of this guy. Now that could be my imagination, but they feel like they're really locked in a lot more just because there's no, that negative vibe, that negative body language. I think, I think you're right. And I mean, I, again, Gary was a homegrown guy. So I do have a a soft place in my heart for him. But I think, I think it was good for both parties. He needed a fresh start. He's kind of doing the same. He's kind of having the same, career yeah. over in Minnesota he's like he's batting 225 he's gonna hit a couple <laughs> home runs not yeah, playing good defense. Them, yeah. so we got yeah and, I mean Trevino has been an absolute absolute hidden gem where we brought him over as hey we're gonna just go to the opposite of Gary and we're gonna get you know all world gloves at catcher and he's Absolutely. immediately like pitch frame he's stealing strikes I think the pitching staff they, they love throwing to both Trevino sure and so I think it gives them a lift too and then yeah the fact that we have that uh the fact that he's actually hitting like he's he's he made the all-star team yeah. And he's hitting 261, seven. Like, I mean, you couldn't even, you couldn't have wished for, for a better, uh, yeah. you know, first half from that guy. And he's been great. Again, a clubhouse guy, clutch hitter, too. He has a couple walk offs for the Yankees. Sure. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a nice improvement. The, the guy that I, I crave, I'm, I'm, I've been wanting, I've been wanting your guy there who's on the bench for two years. I tell my Yankee fans at work every day, I'm waiting for Andrew Hart to come to Oakland. I've been waiting yeah. for this guy for three years. Yeah. I'll, I mean, we, we, he's, he'd bat third for us. I mean, we need to put him right. I mean, we'll give you that. We've got, we got three or four really good pitchers right now. It's still, I can't believe we still have them. Yeah. Which we'll yeah, talk no. about. Yeah. 
I think he'll be on the move. Um, because and he just and he deserves a shot. He I mean, deserves a shot. I would love to have him. He'd be he'd be perfect for us. We need young guys who are are not highly paid right now, and he can really play. I mean, he was he really should have been rookie of the year if you take out Otani that time. Yep. So Otani was already a pro. Yeah, yeah, but, no, um, you know he's he's a stud. I would love to get my hands on him. But uh, looking at the pitcher numbers, your staff has been great. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that Severino's been healthy. Uh, that's my favorite part of the Yankees. I hate to see a guy with that kind of stuff be injured. Yeah. Uh, so he's been solid, five and three with a three one ERA, which is really solid, and he's he's throwing well. I mean, he's got uh, he's got a lot of he's got 94 Ks and 84 innings. <laughs> And he that's been great the fact and the fact that he's knock on wood here but he's he stayed healthy and i mean he's the guy where it's like we forget this guy was an ace of his staff for, he's an equalizer you know yeah and and he he battles too like you want him pitching in a big game yep me too um, i, I love he, louis yeah he's he's been great he's, he's a good competitor um he's he's getting better too i think his first couple starts were a little bit rough because he hasn't he pitched 10 innings over the last two seasons and he's sure. really starting to, to find his form Sure. Cole's Cole's been good. You know, Cole's been Cole where he's just he, sure. funny. He gives you, he'll give you four straight absolute ace starts. He'll go seven innings, shut out ball. Yep. And yep. then he has a like one blow up start, which is sure. just a little like puzzling thing, but like, Hey, he's still obviously a, a you know, elite pitcher. Would sure. love to see him like, you know, have one of those starts because he pitched Thursday night in Boston and then he left five earned through five or, you know, sure. so he does he seems to be missing that last piece, but again, I'm sure. not going to complain about a guy who, again, one, you know, basically three, four starts in a row, they'll give you seven scoreless and you're yep. going to win those games. So, yep. you know, that's been good. Yeah. Monty, again, he battles. Tyone started the season out amazing. He's kind of regressed. He, he's actually the one kind of concern right now. I think he'll, sure. be, I think he'll be fine, but over his last six starts, I believe it is, he has like a, close to a seven ERA. So he's been getting beat up. He, you know, he got beat up yesterday, last night too. So probably actually got worse than that. Sure. And then Nestor's just been a great story. Oh, Nestor's unbelievable. Yeah. And he and he's a big fan favorite. You know, he he's a guy. Why not? Yeah. I, got, yeah. I, got, I have a nasty. I should wear my nasty Nestor T-shirt I got on over here. They gave it out free at one of the games. You know what's sad about him though is if he's coming up, nobody nobody drafts him high, which is such crap. Because as yeah. a former pitcher myself, I don't give a crap how you get somebody out. But today we've become so locked in and recruiting and scouting that everything has to be about the jugs gun. Yeah. Well, if I get you out, it doesn't, there's no speed limit on how I get you out. Yeah. And it just drives me crazy because a guy like Nestor, he reminds you of like old school Bob Ojeda, John Tudor, guys who could get you out. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter how they did it. It wasn't pretty. He just, he just manipulated you. And so to me, I, I love having him, but to me, the key to your pitching staff has been Clay Holmes. I mean, uh, just ridiculous yeah. numbers. He's got Mariano like numbers here. Yeah. And that's, that's what's funny, too, when you look at this bullpen. When we had our conversation before the season started, yeah. the bullpen pecking order was Chapman closing, Loisica, yeah. who had, was coming off an unbelievable year, set up, man, and then Holmes, right? And then Michael King. So, I mean, imagine when all those guys were, were in form right now. Loisica's been yeah. hurt basically all year, and Chapman's game has essentially gone to hell. Right. Um, so, and how nice is that, that? Then you have a guy like Clay Holmes to step up and be argu- arguably the best closer in baseball. And he's sure. really you know, third or fourth on the depth chart coming into the season. Sure. Um, he's been great. And Michael King has been, has been lights out too. Michael King's been great. Yep. Yeah. And they both, you know, they both made the all-star team deservedly. So sure. um, I don't know where we would be without those two guys, because again, that's, that's actually been a little bit ever talking about kind of deadline acquisitions. I don't think it's like dire need, but I would like to see maybe one more arm out there in the pen just because sure. Chapman's been so shaky. He, he's lost all his control. 
Loazic has been hurt. Who knows? And he was he was not pitching great before he got hurt. So sure. you know the depth has is not totally there. God forbid something happens to Holmes or King. You know then we got you know, Licky and and Wandy. You know as our setup guy who and they're solid arms. I like them as in kind of middle leverage, but sure they can't they can't be our high leverage guys. When we're, when we're trying to beat the Astros and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, right? Yeah. So that's what I need to. I, I, I'd like to see like David Robertson, who's, who's a longtime Yankees. Sure. He's, he's had two stints with the Yanks. This High like Sox. Yeah, his third tour. Um, he's he's pitching great for the Cubs right now. You assume the Cubs will be selling. Well, so, yeah, um, if, you, if you look, let's let's mention that. Yeah, I guess there's going to be a lot of teams selling because there's never been such a high and low class in baseball right now. If you look, obviously, teams like Cincinnati, who thought they'd be decent this year, are selling. The Cubs, who thought they'd never be this bad, they're going to be a seller. Yep. Uh, Colorado and Arizona, unfortunately, are playing in a great division. So even though they're not terrible, they're already out of it. Obviously, yep. and the A's have, we have some great arms. But our pitching staff, I mean, we have really good pitch staff. Obviously, the Angels are going to be looking to do something because they're just really done. Uh-huh. Uh, Kansas City, Detroit is very disappointing. Like we said before, they're going to look to get rid of arms. I don't think anybody in the American League East is going to be. I think there's a lot of sellers in every way because, you know, I don't know why teams don't go out and like go after Washington and get like a Doolittle because Doolittle, you know, he throws hard. He's a lefty. I mean, you can never have enough arms in that pen. Right. Um, you know, there's always somebody that you can use. And like I said, the Cubs, 18 games under 500, they've got to be selling, selling guys off. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there's enough out there. I think that the Yanks are definitely going to do it. And we know that they'll, they'll spend and you, you got to give Cashman credit for this. I know before the season, the hosts on WFM were killing Cashman. We remember when we Crazy. talked, though, we had said that you basically had five infielders for four spots, which I thought was good Yeah, because you had some depth and here it is. It's, it's worked out. Yeah. Guys have stayed healthy. Who knows if that's because I mean, that, it, it is tough that, once per day a good player is, sure. is on the bench right so like in that red Sox series first game no judge he was a little banged up second game no stanton sure third game uh no dj fourth game no glaber so like one game someone's sitting but you have a really good player in that spot regardless yeah. so the depth is, is is great yeah i think i mean the infield again the, my concern is that shortstop i think that'd be fixed internally if anything with with calling up peraza I think what the Yankees are really focused on is they want to get one of the one of the good outfielders on the market. So the names that keep getting thrown around across baseball, but linked to the Yankees, Benintendi from the Royals. Sure, he's rotting away out there. I watched yeah. him the night. The A's played the Royals last week. Yep, Ian Happ from the Cubs. Sure, and then Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. I don't think they get Reynolds. I think he's gonna be at, they're gonna be asking for too much. Um, I think it's gonna be Benintendi or Happ. And I could see a scenario where it's hey they get Happ and they get like a D Rob. Um, and they put them and then that's a package again, because I think they're, they're looking outfield and they definitely want at least one more arm. We always we always pick up arms at the deadline, even when the bullpen sure. is stacked. We traded for Clay Holmes last trade deadline, yeah. you know, who had a five year with Pittsburgh and now looking at them, right? So we're always we're always looking to find uh, some guys that we can throw out in the pen. And, and the, the, other, the other thing is, there's, there's some good guys out there. I mean, but like, uh, I know Loriano was mentioned for the A's. He's a, got the best arm you'll ever see in your life. Um, yeah. Good, good fielder, but doesn't make contact enough for me. But oh, excuse me, that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, thank you. And then making contact enough. Um, you know, relief pitchers. I mean, there's some good ones out there. I mean, uh, Petit, former A's out there. I mean, Ch- Chafin is out there. And just guys who've been in the wars. I like Benintendi for the Yankees again, because he's played in Boston, which is the heat of it. Yep. And so he's won a title there and he knows what pressure at bats are like. And I, even though last week in the toilet bowl in the A's versus the Royals, uh, he gave good at bats. He didn't bail just like, because the game didn't matter. 
you know, I watch that kind of stuff to see what kind of players guys are. And yeah. uh, Benintendi, he gave a solid effort. He didn't, he didn't, you know, just say, all right, let me get back on the bus or, you know, back in the hotel. He didn't do that. So I like a guy like that for the Yankees, um, you know, but uh, so, yeah, so you, you can never have enough arms. Uh, like I said, there's some good arms out there. I mean, th- for me though, it's always different because in the, in the postseason, you only really need f- four starters. You can sit a starter and bring up a, bring up a relief pitching arm or get an arm and then, each series make the adjustment and put one less starter in there, put one less starter out of, out of the playoff roster and bring another reliever on, or you'll find that starter that you think could give you one or two innings. Yep. You yeah. Know, you know, like a Montgomery or somebody like that. That's why I don't think they will be um, trading for a big time starting pitcher. I think we, like, I heard they might want to go out and get a, uh, a mid-level guy that they can have as a sixth starter. Sure. Back heaven and keep these guys because, like, you know, some of the innings are getting up there. I don't think they want Sevy throwing too many innings before the postseason and stuff sure. like that. Nestor's never really thrown this many innings in the season. Sure. So I, that's why I don't think they're going to go get a Montas or a Luis Castillo, like one of those big names. Sure. We'll get someone to kind of, you know, middle of the pack to just eat innings. Sure. I, mean, I think I think they're going to go all in. I would, I would be so shocked if they don't pick up one of those top flight outfielders. And I think it's going to be Ben Attendee. It makes too much sense. Three Over 300 hitter, lefty. Yeah. Um, you know, bit to, to your point, been in the spin, the big, he won a world series, with the Red Sox. Um, he's been in those moments. Yep. So that makes, that makes all the sense in the world or like an Ian Happ. Cause he also, yeah. I think he has great numbers in the postseason being with the Cubs. Sure. So I can see either one of those. I'd be really happy with either one. So, so now you're comfortable with Hicks and center. So, I mean, judge is really the everyday center fielder, which is just crazy. Right. That's how good this guy is. That's how, yeah. and that's how I was always banging on the table, trying to tell people how good this guy's glove was in right field. It kind of gets, lost because he's mashing and the plays that he makes they don't look crazy sexy but like because he, he's so big and he just covers so much ground yeah, he gets there he got long strides he's always he's always there and he's seamlessly moved over to center so yeah. i i think that our you know if we go out and get a benintendi really the like the, the a roster the playoff game roster would be judges in center stands and right and then a benintendi or hap or whoever you go out and get is in the left um and then you have because then you have the da spot open that way you can have one of the one of your extra infielders so that way you're getting glaber dj and donaldson all in the lineup so that's what it'd have to be hicksy right. would be the fourth outfielder i think he'd be i think he's good in that role as a fourth right. outfielder yeah so he's been he's played in the 75 game hicks so i mean he's he's playing a ton but you know i i think i think in the postseason i know your defense has been playing pretty well but still you know how important defense is in that postseason and uh I don't know. I think Hicks was a pretty good defender and, and, you know, in all these years, but again, he's not healthy. He's, you know, anymore as he used to be, but I tell you, Stanton's not bad, but I, I know I'd rather have Hicks out there than Stanton, I guess, and defense, the defense. Anyway. Love, yeah, for sure. But um, Gallo's that weak spot because you could get a Benintendi and he's not going to strike out 400 times. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing, but uh, you know, it's crazy. You know, people, <laughs> if you look at the stats here, the funny thing is, you know, judges struck out 93 times and uh, Gallo struck out 92, but, you know, judges played 13 more games. So it's a yeah. big difference, you know, so people don't understand that you hear a person call in today with that. And, uh, you know, so they, they, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Know? He's also got 20 more home runs. And what is that? Another 40, 44 RBIs. <laughs> so sure. he, he's allowed exactly. to strike out a couple, you know, a couple of times. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, but that's the thing. So Hicks was always, I mean, his glove was, was unreal for a while. I think with this injury, he's lost a step and the, the arm strength has, has, has hindered a little bit. Right. Or even to the point where, the, I mean, this is, this is the Yankees saying it. They're, they're showing it with their actions. A lot of times 
Hicks and, and Judge are both starting, and they have Hicks starting in left and Judge in center. So they're telling you, we think Judge is a better center fielder. Yes. Hicks right now. That's why I think I see Hicks definitely has a role as the fourth outfitter, where again, we're up in the seventh inning in a playoff game. He's coming in for Stan. Yeah. Uh, he'll go in for Stan and then uh, as a defensive replacement. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's where he that's that's where he fits in. Now, if you if you still have Andujar, you, you comfortable with him defensively out there or no? He he he's fine. He's he, since he's moved to left, he's been he's solid. I've I've never seen him really make a a terrible play out there. But he's just not going to be like you know a plus plus defender. He's more in there for his bad. And I'm a big Andujar guy as well. You know, I would love to see him up there, especially because whenever he does get a chance, he's always again numbers don't look great, but he's hitting with runners and scoring. Like it's again, I, I see when you watch, I feel like when you watch the team night in, night out, sure. you see the guys who have kind of the empty stats and you see sure. the guys who have the meaningful stats. Sure. He comes up for a double header and he comes up with a guy on second and two outs and he gets a base knock. Sure. Right. And like, that's where, again, where some of the guys will see, Oh, one of the person that we have to talk about too is, is Matt Carpenter. Unbelievable numbers. Unbelievable this story. They can make a movie about this guy's story this year. It's just can't find a spot for him right now. There's too many good players on this team. So he's really he's basically taking the Gallo spot. I mean, he's starting every day. Um, whether it's that they actually started putting him in left and right, DHing. So he's because again, because all of this guy has done, look at look at those numbers. Yeah, all he's done is absolutely hits. You gotta find a way to get him in the lineup until yep. he stops hitting. Yeah, and absolutely. He knows this guy with a, with a, such a pedigree in St. Louis, I think his game, you know, he lost his swing for like two years, right? Sure. So he went, he was journeyman around, going to different – In pressure situations too in St. Louis. High pressure, yeah. It's like, he's always been a clutch hitter, great hitter. And that he's the opposite of what I was talking about with IKF. He's actually averaging – I saw a stat. He's averaging seeing the most pitches per AB. He doesn't have enough at-bats to qualify yet. Sure, sure. But he, when he does, right now he's seeing 4.75 pitches – per AB. So he's yep. always deep in the count. He's making the pitcher work and he's, and he, he's still getting a good result out of that bat. Sure. Uh, he's been great. He's un- unbelievable. Really. Now let, let me, let me turn the page to uh you feel any of your guys got an all-star snub. The one guy would be uh, Rizzo. Okay. Right? Yep. But at the same time, I mean, the Yanks had six all-stars, which is <laughs> That's a lot. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's tough to be like, oh, this guy got snubbed. Whereas I, you know, I saw some more, some, some guys across the league that really got snubs. I saw like uh, uh, Rodone for the, for the Giants. Right. Snubbed, and Dylan Cease got snubbed bad. Like his numbers are incredible. Right. So like, there's nobody that I'd be like really complaining about. I would like to see Rizzo get there because again, he's a really impactful player. On the yes. He's uh, such a pro. Yeah. And he has 22 home runs, 850 OPS, gold glove defense. But you know, I guess Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. Um, sure. is the starter. And I'm, I don't even, I don't even see who the backup is. Um, but you know, I voted for him. But you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose my mind over the fact that he didn't get. He'd it. probably rather go on vacation anyway for a couple. Yeah, of he, years. he used the time to, to decompress a little bit. Now, uh, another question here. Um, in the playoffs, besides the Astros, obviously, Astros and the Yankees are, you know, obviously we fear each other, but. Is there any of those other four teams, whether it be the Twins, the Rays, the Red Sox, or the Jays, that you know would scare you the most? I'd, I'll I'll put them in order. I'll put them in order. So I one I'll start from least scared okay. to most to most scared. Twins, not at all. Yeah, you guys the Twins own are a good team. They can hit, but we absolutely own them. Even when they have their teams, it's just they don't want to see us. It's just no. it's, at this point, it's it's a mental thing. I think. Yeah, I mean, so they, they have prayer. They got they have some good players. 
and they got our guys, Urshela and, and Gary. But right. I mean, I w- I'm not concerned anyone from the AL Central in the slightest. Um, Rays have just been they're so they've been so banged up this year that it's tough to really get a good look at them. Like the fact that they're still above 500 with all their injuries says something about them. Sure, I mean, they don't really scare me much. Uh, I don't want to sound disrespectful. I don't want to sound like I'm overconfident here. But sure. realistically, you know, the Red Sox, I could see maybe because they can really hit. But right. and again, we have to see also what happens at the deadline. Like if they get sale back and sales back to where he was and they get a couple extra arms potentially, but you saw, you saw it on the, uh, in this four game set, the Yankees are so much better than them this year. Sure. They, they were, they won obviously Thursday, Friday, and then they had a, a two run lead in the eighth on, on Saturday and they were up six to two on Sunday. Right. So it's right. like, we were, we really were dominating that series. Sure. And we're going to see him again this, this, uh, this upcoming weekend in the Bronx, really not concerned with them. The, the Blue Jays, I could see um, potentially, but again, their pitching's really fallen off too. Sure, like they like they have Gosman, who's good, but then they have Barrios, who's been really bad this year. Yep, yes. Uchi is. Uh, I've ever heard this expression. My buddy said the other day. I was laughing. They heard the expression "Iron Mike." Yep. Yeah, so it's that he, he, <laughs> a, a human Iron Mike. Yeah. Is nose up. This is the, the the pitching machine that has the arm that comes around. Sure. So he, that guy just tosses BP. So like, and, and the bullpen, they have Romano's good closer, but we've gotten to their bullpen a couple of times already this yeah. year. So again, it's baseball. So I'm not going to say, oh, there's no shot. Those teams sure. off as anything can happen. That's what you always got to be paranoid at the baseball sure. side. To keep improving at the deadline, but I really see it. It's Yankees Astros are the two best teams in the AL by far. And I'd be shocked if that's not the ALCS. Sure, and you, they're both going to get the buys, hopefully, for their sake, which looks like they're way ahead in the buys. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're way out. I mean, let's look at Houston here for a sec as we click back. Uh, Minnesota's at a 48. Yeah, yeah. Houston's nine games ahead of them, and that then Minnesota's not catching Houston. Houston's lineup is ridiculous. They keep bringing so up young studs. It's yeah. nuts. So they're not catching them. That's what, and they're, and they're also then they're ten up on the Sox, yeah. So it's right. really looking like that's gonna be the one and two seed again. I'm gonna be really hyper focused on hopefully locking down the one because again, the the home field advantage has, has killed us in the past not having it. So that's gonna be huge. I think if the Yankees get the ho- number one seed, uh, I think I think we're talking about them in the World Series. But again, uh, the it's the Astros AL until someone knocks them off. Sure, I think that's the Yankees this year. But you know, a lot yeah. of baseball still left to be played. Sure. Again, you, see, like, you see the Yankees' home record, 34-9 in the Bronx this year. Yeah, it's nice. You got to get you get that one seat. You got to feel really good about your chances. Sure, the fans are just all over the other team too, which is great. Yeah. So now I have to ask you the magic question. Uh, any any concerns about the team? I mean, the, there's certainly some concern. I think we touched upon them, just kind of like where we need to improve at the deadline. I mean, Joey Gallo is his whole other. We do a whole other <laughs> show about Joey Gallo, <laughs> but he's not going to be here in the next couple of weeks. No. No. Um, shortstop is a concern of mine. Sure. I don't know how, again, I don't know how we're going to fix it. It's got to either be uh, Peraza coming from AAA or, you know, ICAF has to learn how to see a couple extra pitches and re- feel the routine grounders. Sure. Um, and the bullpen has gotten a little thin. Like, again, I would love to see Chapman get back to at least close to what he was. He's been sure. very bad. So, you know, sometimes there are, there are some holes in the lineup still, even though you see they absolutely mashed. They scored 450 runs this year. Like, the top is so good that it, 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 you know, covers it up a little bit. Sure. But I am a little concerned about sometimes you get the bottom of the lineup of, uh, you know, Hicks, Gallo, um, IKF, and 
and Agashioka, where it's like those are like the bottom four, and those guys aren't, you know, right hitters. So right. that would be my only concern. But again, I still think like, and that's with all with all that being said, this present team, I would still feel good about. And sure. if they didn't move to make any changes, again, besides let's ship Gal to the sun. But other than that, sure, uh, you know, I'm good with I would still feel really confident going in, but I think to get them over that final edge, if you're playing again. It comes down to the Astros, the Dodgers, the Braves, or whoever's going to be left with those some really elite teams. I think it's got to be the the it's got to be a little bit of extra bullpen help, and you got to go get you got to go get a Benintendi or sure. a Hap or somebody, and and I think you know should be rocking and rolling. Yeah, and the NL Dodgers way ahead on the record. The other they're about uh, three ahead of the Mets for the best record. Uh, the Braves are right behind, and San Diego's right behind, and yeah. then of course you have Milwaukee is uh, playing pretty well, and St. Louis is always hanging around and. The Giants are always dangerous, so the the NL is going to be a little bit more of a toss up. The Phillies are right there, and even the Marlins playing and having a pretty solid year for them. Uh, Donnie Baseball doing a good job managing the Marlins over the weekend. Yeah, some some of my uh, Mets fan friends are starting to get a little nervous. They're starting yeah. to uh, well, they got big they're, game they're tonight. With the crumble down, you know. So sure. you, know. you did you did a Mets uh, podcast right before this, right? Well, my buddy had trouble signing on, so I'm going to go over his two, two times now. He's had trouble signing on, so I got to go over his crib uh, this weekend and do a, uh, okay. a podcast on that. He's having trouble handling the Zoom thing. So, uh, convenient. He's having trouble handling once that 10 game uh, <laughs> league goes down to one and a half. Very yeah, the, the Mets fans are ready to go off the bridge. Yeah. They have a big series right now. He's, he's a, solid, right now. Yeah, he, he's a solid fan. He's not one of those crazy ones because yeah. he knows, like, you're not going to, you know, it's so funny. I never forget. Uh, growing up listening to the Met broadcast and they had Ralph Kiner on and he used to always say, you guys, you know, the, the worst teams of all time, no matter what, lose a winner only a third of their games. He's like the best teams of all time still lose a third yeah. of their games. So no matter what, you're going to be assumed, you know, 54 and 54. It's yeah. what you do in the other 54 that make the difference. Yeah. And uh, that's what fans don't realize is that you're going to lose at least 54, most likely, unless you're like this team, this year's Yankees, and you're going to win almost 54 unless you're this year's A's. Yeah. So those are, those are very few teams that don't go in that realm. So the thing is about 99.999% of the teams in major league baseball history have won at least 54 and lost at least 54. So again, that shows you that that middle 54 are, you know, just so essential in one run games and, and things of that nature. But uh, fans are just, you know, fans are fans. That's the root word is fanatic. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, they just don't <laughs> think they understand it all. But, uh, yeah, the Yanks are, you know, they're off to that great start. But uh, I just, I have to say that I'm not, I'm not hoping for this because I like when the Yanks and the Mets are good. But I have to say, if it, if it came to October and the Yanks are down one game to none, hearing the fans that next morning on the radio, yeah. I might take off work just to hear that. <laughs> because, you know, the fans are just so crazy. I know. Even, even just, now. Yeah, even now, with, when you look at this record, they lose one game. I, I open up Twitter or if I catch something on the fan and you have people like saying, oh, this team's not doesn't have what it takes. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, what, what, what else can you what else can you ask for out of this team right now? It's right. So Again, they're, they're running 770 percent of their games and they got and they're going to get better. Yeah. Because right? at this point, what, you know, what else can you ask for? You should only be excited. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. But, but I do think that's going to add when your original question about the pressure. I think when you have a historic season like that, if you do go down 1-0, 2-0, especially to like the Astros and the ALCS, <laughs> it's going to get dicey, you know, but yeah. I don't well, think that's going to affect the play on the field. I think it's just sometimes, you know. Fans yeah, it's just scary, though, because you know and I know from being around it forever, if you win two of every three games in anything, you're really good. Yeah. 
So if you're sure. two and one, doesn't sound sexy. We all rather be three and zero. Oh, but if you're two yeah. and one, four and two, eight and four, you're doing a hell of a job. Absolutely. And so they're not even doing that. They're doing seventy percent, almost seventy one percent. So that's like just ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and uh, and also just uh, to share a couple of quick stats that I just love about this Yankees team, which I saw I saw through um, I don't know if John Boy Media, but they're they're big Yankees guys. They put out some good stats. So what I, my favorite stat about this team is that they have the most come from behind wins. Yes. They have the most, they have the least blown saves or come from behind losses essentially. Right. So that means yeah. if you flip on a Yankee game, it's over. If, if they're losing, it's the least safe lead in baseball. They're most likely to come back. And if the Yankees are winning, it's the safest lead in baseball. Well, I can vouch for that. We had a lead on you guys a couple of times. Came we're, up back. Five, we're up five to one. And I'm like, yep. this ain't over. Nope. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's a resilient group. And they're so, it's so fun to watch. I and mean, you got yeah. the, that run differential. It's, it's yeah. so fun to watch. That's why I can't, I can't, I can't, relate to fans that are like trying to that still are really on this complaining about this team we're all going to complain about the you know the pieces here and there like you know i want to upgrade a shortstop i want to upgrade corner outfield yeah they they want the hall of fame out every position right right but that's Um, the scary thing yeah the the social media i'm on the a's fans sites these fans are awful i mean like that's the worst part of social media you just realize how i hate to say for lack of a better word how stupid some of these people are (laughs) like how can you bitch about a 709 winning percentage no so like, you know, people go crazy, like, you know, and it, it's so funny because people are like, oh, well, you know, this team gets into the first round. Yeah, you, you could lose. The other team's getting paid, too. And, and that's the part that, you know, if you've ever coached your whole life, you just know, like, this yeah. shit is not this is not that easy. You know, like you, you got to win the games, but the other team gets paid. They want to win. It's, it's very hard. And like people to complain about this Yankee team they're having a joyous run right here. You should enjoy it. Yep. Totally agree. You know, but uh, all right, Dan. So uh, any uh, final thoughts before we let you go here at the 86 game mark? No, I think we covered most of it. Um, again, I'm, I'm really I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen at the deadline. I, I sure. really I'm really curious. That's always this is a really fun part of the year for really any baseball fan. Sure. Uh, is being able to see because there's going to be some big moves being made, whether it's the Yankees making them, whether, again, you look at the other three, potentially even four teams in the AL East that are uh, right neck and neck and they're going to be wanting to make some moves. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. I said, it's been an unbelievable start. I just hope they can continue. Even, even if you play 600 ball from here on out, you're, you're going to be, I mean, we're, you should be talking about the one seed. I mean, the division would be locked up. Sure. Right. So I'm looking really looking forward again, then nothing beats playoff baseball. No, playoff uh, baseball is awesome. Yeah. The games just take too long because they put them on at eight 30, but yeah, you know, but uh, it's so much excitement and the, uh, you know, the good news is, is you know, the, hopefully the two local teams will be in, and uh, it's a fun year. And for me, it's no pressure October. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I know my squad ain't going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully, we'll pick up some good uh, young pieces. Oh, we have, yeah. But you know what? It, here's the funny part about the A's. This is the only part that pisses me off this year. Like I told you before, I still want. I just want them to be honest about their move. That's one, and two. We have guys up who are playing really well, but to keep control of them longer, we send them back down. Now that pisses me off. Yeah. Again, that shows the fans that you don't give a crap, and that's very disheartening. So we bring up a guy, he throws three or four good starts, we send him down. It's all bull yeah. crap. Yeah. He doesn't have like a, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a medical issue. It's crap. We send right. him down so we can keep control, and you break those those, those fine line rules about control and starts and things of that nature, and yep. it just drives you crazy. But uh, I think at the deadline. Yeah, the deadline we're going to be selling a lot. We got some really good pitchers. Blackburn's good. Montas is good. 
Uh, we've got some good relievers. So I'm, I'm hoping at the deadline where if we're acting, we pick up some more guys. Like the other day, we, we gave away the kid we picked up, you know, in the, from the Rays. And then uh, not from the Rays, a guy we picked up from the Braves, and we gave him right back So uh, to the Rays. So uh, Betancourt, very good player. So we've already got back something for what we invested in the offseason. So we're happy about that. Yeah. But um, all right. So, uh, you know, well, thank you for coming on here and telling like it is Yankees uh, midseason report. Now when the playoffs start, can we have you back on? That's what I was going to say. That's going to leave you with it. Right. I want to do a, a playoff preview uh, sure. Yankees edition right before. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. We'll be doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks so I'll see you on the other side after I stop this video again. Thanks for uh, being with us here on uh, town. Like it is a little this week in baseball music in the background. Love it. And uh, the old timers and uh, definitely check us out. Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and we'll see you soon. Take care. All right.